an entitled crazy customer freaks out after a cashier accidentally overcharges him by $2. Things got so bad that he threatened to call the police, claiming that they were blatantly robbing him. Things got really tense and very awkward very quickly. Here's what happened. So I worked in a shop for almost four years before I finally quit in September of 2022. They basically sold everything. Holiday stuff, home fashion, furniture, food, pet stuff, kitchenware, bathroom supplies, candles, toiletries, you name it. This story happened in 2019, so some of the dialogue may not be completely accurate, so just bear with me. I was working the register that day, and this woman comes up to me with her receipt, saying that something came up wrong, and was kind of rude about it, saying how she came in the other day, and it was supposed to come up at a different price. At the time, registers couldn't do refunds, only customer service did, so I called someone up, and they told me that they had to do customer service, but they'll see what they can do. As we were waiting, my walkie went off, and I hear my coworker's voice come out from the other end. She said a line that makes you beyond curious upon hearing it. My coworker asked for a manager at register 8. As I hear that, a customer walks past my register towards the door and looked at me and my customer and responds with, Somebody call the police. We have a jerk right over here and continued to walk out the door. As soon as that customer said that, all of our attention went towards my coworker. There was an older man beginning to scream at her and from where I was at, it was a bit hard to hear because of his screaming but what I did hear absolutely shocked me. He was screaming that they had stolen his money and that he was being robbed and that he was going to call the cops. This guy was screaming so loud that everyone who was either within checkout or at the front of the store radius was paying attention to what was happening with this guy and my coworker. There were several people telling him that he needed to calm down, but he always responded back by screaming, Shut up! Mind your own business! The people around my register were starting to say how we needed to call security or the police. Even the woman who complained about her receipt was saying how this guy was out of control. I honestly agreed with them, but the problem was we didn't have security and we couldn't exactly call the police either. Eventually, two of my managers came in, both of them being women, one dealing with my customer and the other one dealing with this crazy old man. At this point, I started taking my next customer, apologizing to her for the wait, and continued on with my business. The guy did walk past my register to get to the customer service, but I avoided eye contact. A little later, when we didn't hear any customers, I did proceed to ask my coworker if she was okay, and she said that she was. She didn't even look phased by what happened. She told me that this customer was buying stuff, and that included roasting sticks, that at the time was like a dollar. My coworker said to this guy, okay sir, here is your change, and she ended up giving him a little over two dollars in change. And once that entitled crazy customer saw this, he went off by screaming, I'm not touching that, you overcharge me. He then shows her his receipt to show that she accidentally charged him for two roasting sticks. And this was an honest mistake, so the coworker owned up to it and said, oh I'm so sorry sir, mistakes happen, I apologize. The old man responds by saying, well I don't make mistakes. And this is honestly where things really started to kick off. My coworker then had to tell him that he had to go to customer service just to get his money back. But this entitled customer was not having it because he responded back by saying, no, I want my $10 back now. My coworker said, sorry, sir, I can't do that. She then proceeds to close the register drawer with change still in hand. And that's when everything fell apart for this guy. But the thing is, this crazy guy didn't even spend $10, according to my coworker. He was was just really upset over getting overcharged a dollar. There were no cops involved, just a crazy dude freaking out over two dollars, who also ended up getting those two dollars back. I do have to say that my coworker is a freaking legend because of how well she handled the situation.
mansion, despite this old man freaking out and claiming that they were robbing him. My guess is, is that she's dealt with customers like this before, and that's why she was probably so calm and collected. I overheard her say that she was glad it happened to her instead of one of the younger employees. I probably would have cried if this happened to me, since I'm terrible with confrontation, and people yelling and screaming at me just does not end well for me. My manager did say later on that she came out from the back of the store and heard the screaming, so that should give you an insight of how loud this guy really was yelling. I'm glad to finally be free of that place, to be completely honest with you. However, after working there for nearly four years, that crazy entitled man had to be the worst customer I've ever seen while working there, and I'm so glad that now I work somewhere else. How weird and entitled do you have to be to freak out over $2? I mean, he got his money back in the end, but that's such an overreaction. Accidents really do happen, and there's honestly nothing more cringeworthy in my opinion than watching some weird customer freak out over something so small. Like, it's an honest mistake. They didn't do it on purpose. I always try to give anybody in customer service the benefit of the doubt. Chances are they don't even want to work at that job and would much rather be doing literally anything else. But here they are doing it anyways, just trying to make ends meet in their life. So when people act like this, it's just really gross and weird. So good for the original poster for getting a better job because dealing with people like that on a daily basis can absolutely destroy your spirit. And in my opinion, it's just not worth dealing with. My boyfriend's friends want nothing to do with me and I'm honestly not sure as they're not giving me a fair chance and it all seems so confusing. Okay, some of this isn't going to sound great, but hear me out. I've been with my boyfriend for about 11 months. We met at work and when we did meet, he was married and they were having a lot of problems. He was pretty much checked out of the relationship. We kind of had a flirtatious relationship for a while. Things came to a head and we hooked up on Halloween. The next two weeks were honestly the most romantic weeks of my life. I get why people say it's hot because it's forbidden, but it was also emotionally intimate. He told me things he's never shared with anyone, his past, his dreams, etc. He said he didn't know that he could feel this way about someone until he met me. We didn't mean for it to happen. It just sort of did. He left his wife shortly after that and finally started dating me in the open. We went to work together. We hung out together after work. We spent some quality time together. We had dates that were romantic. It was honestly everything. We found out in early May that we were pregnant and in June he invited me to move in with him. Since we got together, we hang out with my friends all the time. We've only hung out with his friends a few times though. At first, I couldn't quite explain it, but the vibe was always off. His friends all have wives or long-term girlfriends, and I think they're the real problem. They don't invite me to hang out with them when their guys get together, even though they all hang out. They don't ask about my pregnancy. One of them is getting married, and my boyfriend is one of the groomsmen. And besides the wedding and rehearsal dinner, I haven't been invited to any of the events. I've tried really hard to make genuine connections with his friends and significant others. We invited them to our gender reveal, and I try to talk to them at our barbecue. I try to plan outings with them, but nothing further comes along other than polite conversations. Then I learned why you should never ask a question you don't want the answer to. I was fed up with the walls that they were putting up, so I got one of the girls that was getting married alone off to the side, and I asked her up front what the issue was. She told me that she's just being polite when she sees me, and we don't really have anything to talk about. She said she's not interested in new friends, and we have nothing in common, and she doesn't want to hang out with 20-year-olds, as she is significantly older than me. She then said something that really hurt my feelings. She said I'm immature and I'm fake. Basically, I think she thinks that she's better than I am and isn't giving me a fair chance. Also, it's not like I want to be friends with her either, but I at least put in the effort to try and be nice to my boyfriend's friends. I feel totally hurt and 
man alone. Where do I even go from here? I don't want to ask my boyfriend to cut his friends off, but they are determined on not liking me. Am I making too big of a deal out of this? Do I just let it go and deal with it overall? What should I do? This is a tricky situation for a few reasons. Because for one, it seems like the original poster is the reason that this guy divorced his wife. Like you literally hooked up with him while he was still married. And you're the reason why he tore his marriage apart. I think you gotta realize that. Sure, it was already falling apart as it is, but there was always room to try and get it together and he basically left her to go with you. And that's really sketchy in my opinion. And I think along with that, there's a good chance that his friends know about that. And besides the fact that you're already much younger than they are, they probably are not very happy with you and your boyfriend that he basically left his wife to go with some lady that was like a decade younger than him. I think there's some things going on behind the scenes that you probably don't know about. You can't honestly expect a friend group to accept you after you broke up a marriage, right? I mean, that's just my perspective. Maybe I'm wrong. If I am, please leave a comment and let me know. But that's kind of just what I'm observing from the outside looking in. Also, on top of that, you're pregnant at the age of 20. By the way, the boyfriend in this situation is 29. That is a massive age gap. She is barely not a teenager. You know what I mean? Like, that's just strange. So honestly, I would not get your hopes up about having any kind of friendship with these ladies or any of his friends in general because the situation that you have caused in his life as well as the surrounding people in his life is really, really bad. And I think you need to wake up and see what the damage really is around you. My entitled ex-mother-in-law gets involved in my life and calls me terrible names all behind her son's back. And now I honestly could not be happier that they are out of my life. So my ex-husband and I ended our marriage amicably. There was no cheating or anything like that. There was just too much stress due to some issues that happened. And we both decided that it was for the best. Now, it seems like in my life, I must be a magnet for insane people. From my mother to an ex-friend to her mother to other men who have just been weird, my life is messed up sometimes. Both of us were feeling the strain and our mental health was taking hits all the time. We argued a lot, even over the pettiest of reasons. Our oldest son was also being affected by it. We had stopped going to couples therapy and we weren't even spending enough time with each other like we used to. I would often sleep in bed and he would sleep on the couch in his office. He knew what he was getting into, but he decided after our youngest was born that he couldn't deal with it like he thought. After talking about it and trying to come up with solutions, we chose to end our marriage. It hurt and broke our eldest son's heart, but we agreed to stay friends and so far it has been working out fine. He's still in our lives, has a room for our kids at his place and takes our eldest to school every morning and visits a couple days out of the week. He and I have lunch twice a week to talk about the kids. Our divorce court judge must be absolutely loving us and at the time this was the best decision that we made. At least that's what I thought. I moved myself and the boys into a two bedroom apartment and I am working full time as a bartender at a gentleman's club. I love my job. I've only been there a few weeks and I'm making good money. Close to a thousand dollars a week just in wages and tips. So with alimony and child support we're sitting pretty. I am trying to lose weight so I can become a dancer at the club. I'm doing the keto diet and going to the gym regularly. I'm shedding the pounds that I want to lose and I'm already down a dress size. I have always struggled with my weight. I was never overweight but not exactly skinny. The women in my family always have big hips and big thighs. I'm also using a waist trimmer to help with my figure and posture. I do my hair and makeup and I go to work looking and feeling like a movie star. I have long dark hair and green eyes. I started getting spray tans when we moved to the city and I have fallen in love with it. I feel good about myself for the first time in years and I am an ever evolving work in progress. I have to brag here that even my ex-husband turns his head whenever I walk into the room and tells me that he kind of regrets not spending time with me. And I have to admit it, I get a little bit of satisfaction out of that. I used to 
to dress super frumpy and didn't bother much beyond a shower and brushing my teeth. I also want to add that I never attended college. My ex-husband is tall with a deep olive complexion, with jet black hair that he keeps slicked back, a full beard that he keeps short, and large golden brown eyes. And he dresses well. He is full-blooded Greek, and his parents immigrated to the U.S. right after they got married. His father found success in real estate, while his mother maintained the family home. They lived in wealthy comfort in a massive house in Connecticut, until they moved to my old state. Their home in my old state is just as massive, and considered to be a mansion. So needless to say, I was nowhere in my ex-husband's league, but his family welcomed me with open arms. They were the family I always dreamed of having, the opposite of my family in every way. I love them so much, and called my in-laws mom and dad. We always got along and talked almost daily. My mother-in-law often sent me receipts of Greek dishes for me to learn how to cook, all because my ex-husband loved it. We often went to a little Greek bistro as a family, and I make it a point to have my eldest son try stuff from his father's side of the family. So you can imagine my surprise when my mother-in-law called me to chastise me about the divorce. She said that if I had been a better wife and lover, Bill would have stayed with me. She said that this was too great of a sin to forgive, and I needed to find God and pray for forgiveness for my wicked ways. I don't know where this was coming from, but she needs to have this talk with her son and not me. She then blew up at me saying that my new job is tempting sin and that it was the devil's playground and my body would be soiled for her son and he wouldn't want to be with a woman like me. I then reminded her that her son and I have been divorced and she said that I chased him away. She said every picture she received from us since I began bettering myself weren't worth going into her albums because I looked like a lady of the night as she put it. I got upset and told her it wasn't my looks that were the problem. It was her son's decision and it was all the stress from the situation. She then said that her son basically didn't want to be with me anymore because the woman that he married was nowhere to be seen and I was nothing more than a lady of the night. And at this point I started to cry because I was in such disbelief that my mother-in-law would be so mean to me after she had been so kind to me all of these years. It was legitimately an absolute blindside to me. The club I work at is a gentleman's club and it caters to the higher elite in my city society. Our prices are not cheap and while some of it definitely is risque by its nature, there are still standards and protections around the people who work here as well as the people that show up. In fact, my boss is all about safety and doesn't take anybody's garbage anymore. Even the customers that think their money is their get out of free jail card, assuming that they can use that status as some way of treating the dancers and staff like garbage. In fact, he has thrown out several people since I've started working there. After this conversation, I hung up on my mother-in-law and I called my ex-husband and asked him to come over. As soon as he walked in, I confronted him about what his mother said. He assured me that it wasn't true and that he didn't know why his mother-in-law said any of those things. I then asked him if he was bitter because of my job and that I had been bettering myself recently. He said no and that he was happy for me. He called his mother and put her on speakerphone and asked her why she would say such cruel things to me. At this point, the mother-in-law got upset and felt ganged up on in the moment. She then admitted that it was a lie, but was only looking out for her son. My ex-husband then sighed and said it wasn't appropriate for her to speak to me like that and said that he was the one who wanted the divorce, not me. The argument goes on and eventually his mother starts crying and at the time it looked like he wanted to apologize for making her cry. But he said that she should apologize to me for being unkind and holding my past against me, which was brought up in this argument. But at that point she went silent and then hung up. Over the next few days things kind of settled down for the most part. My ex-husband brought me flowers to try and make up for it and also took me out to lunch. Fast forward to last 
night and my ex-husband came over to talk to me about my mother-in-law. And to that, I said I didn't want to discuss it anymore. At this point in our lives, I made the decision that I wasn't going to talk to her anymore. And I told him that I wanted to stick with that until I felt ready to contact her again. But he thinks I'm overreacting and being unreasonable. He said that I needed to be more understanding that she is Catholic and that she believes that divorce is a sin. He acknowledges that it is his fault for the divorce though. But he then added on to it saying that my job is a problem for her and maybe I should consider looking for something else just to make her happy. And at that point I saw red. I got incredibly upset and I told him to pound sand. My job makes me happy and that is all that matters. I don't care if his mother-in-law has a problem with it. I don't care if he does either. It's my life. He chose to leave, not me. I won't be told what to do anymore. My job provides for me and my kids and keeps a roof over our heads. I reminded him that his alimony and child support, while appreciated, isn't needed and I can manage alone without his help, even with two kids. I won't apologize for my job. I also won't apologize for bettering myself and finally finding the self-confidence I didn't know I had. And I won't apologize for his stupid mistakes. I then said to him that I'm not his wife anymore, so he and his mother don't get a say in what I do. I then told him that he needs to get lost. I will never let anyone talk to me like that ever again. No one will walk all over me, not even my ex-husband. This man came into my life and took me and my son into his family. We had a child together, and then things fell apart. Honestly, I don't owe anybody anything, and I will never let anybody put me down or talk down to me like that ever again. The fact that the mother-in-law got involved in that conversation is really gross and disgusting. I mean, what an absolute nightmare. It's good to see that the original poster has found their footing, and they've made the decision that, you know what, I'm not going to be talked down to like this. Good for them for moving forward with their lives, and hopefully things work out for her as well as her kids. My fiancé had a very sheltered upbringing, and I feel like I'm often guiding him through basic things in life, and I'm honestly not sure what to do. I'm a 28-year-old female, and I have to guide my extremely sheltered fiancé through life, and sometimes it's just plain exhausting. To preface this, I'm not really looking for validation. I just feel like if I get this out of my system, I'll feel better. I have an amazing fiancé. He's kind and funny and handsome and loving. We've been together for eight years, and we have a healthy and happy relationship. However, his extremely sheltered upbringing has been a source of frustration for me at times. He wasn't allowed to have friends over to his house growing up. He couldn't even go to parties. The family only took two trips a year, one to Disneyland and one to the South to visit his family. He never cooked. They didn't go to restaurants. He was raised to fear everything. The whole family are germaphobes, as a matter of fact. The kids couldn't be in a room with the door closed. They didn't fly on airplanes or use public transportation. He wasn't allowed to take highways when driving. They didn't carve pumpkins on Halloween, and they didn't dye Easter eggs. They never went swimming, and the kids don't even know how to swim. And honestly, the list goes on and on. Also, none of these choices came from money issues. They were always fine financially. I feel like because of his upbringing, he missed several pivotal milestones in his life. And I sometimes feel like I'm showing him basic life stuff. And I don't mean to make it sound like it's all bad. In fact, it often creates a lot of really good memories for us. For example, I got to teach him how to make a jack-o'-lantern. I got to see him experience national parks for the first time because I was the one that took him there. His first time cooking for me was adorable. He cooked chicken alfredo with jarred sauce and the chicken was just frozen dinosaur nuggets. He tried sushi and Indian food because of me. But other times, explaining basic practices and social conventions almost brings me to tears. Trying to explain to him that if he's invited to a wedding and the invite says plus one, it means that he 
he can take me with him and that I want to go. But he doesn't take me and then he's surprised at the wedding when his friends ask where I am. He didn't know you bring significant others to events in your life. If he cooks dinner, he can't do more than two tasks without asking me if it's the right move. Every time we fly, I have to explain to him that it's okay to bring snacks because the no more than three ounce rule does not apply to solid foods. And this happens every single time. I can't sit quietly and watch TV without him asking me every five minutes if I'm okay because I'm being quiet. For context, the silent treatment was used a lot in his upbringing. So it's a foreign concept to him for someone to be really quiet and not extremely mad. He's uncomfortable being in separate rooms and will follow me around like a lost dog. If we're watching TV and I get up to get water, he'll get up and just follow me. Another thing that bothers me is that he doesn't clean. He leaves out all sorts of things, from video game controllers to Gundam models to all other projects that he might be working on. He's not advancing his career because he doesn't eat lunch with others or socialize with them, and he skips the social networking events that aren't required because everyone except him knows they are required. The first time I took him to the beach, he didn't know there would be fish in the water, and there are many, many other situations like this that over time have become extremely exhausting. And I know, I sound a bit whiny, but this stuff obviously doesn't all happen at once. It all just kind of builds up over time, and I didn't realize it until today when I was explaining it to him that married couples typically spend the holidays together and don't separate to spend them at their respective families' houses. This was after I found out he made plans to spend Thanksgiving with his family and told me when it was too late to get my tickets back home. I love our relationship, but I just needed to put this out in the universe because honestly, a lot of this is getting very exhausting. This is really unfortunate because I honestly don't think that your fiancé is completely incapable of learning how to do simple tasks. Like, it sounds like he needs some kind of class to learn how to be an adult. Maybe there's something at, like, a college that you can sign him up for just to teach him basic life skills. This is really unfortunate to deal with. And I'm sure that there's a honeymoon period where you really did enjoy this, and it was probably really cute. But I can also see how this would add up pretty quickly and be absolutely obnoxious eventually. But it sounds like you guys love each other, and you really are trying to make things work. So hopefully it does work, and he's able to step up and be the adult that you know that he certainly can be. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.